special webinar as it marks the launch of the IIM Lucknow Wiley Data-Driven Product Management Executive Program, which is offered in partnership uh, between IIM Lucknow and Wiley Next. So, you know, product management is probably one of the most in-demand skills or rather I would say job role today and only increasing in importance because organizations and businesses are rapidly kind of reorienting themselves to a very, very disruptive business landscape. We can see, you know, how the business landscape is around us today. And this is probably a situation that's going to change, um, you know, everything in future. So business success today is all about customer success. And um, we have moved from discussions on just sales and profit in the boardroom to actually discussions around building a long lasting customer experience. And I cannot think of any, anyone better than our expert tonight, um, David Fredin, to talk about product management. So David has been a Wiley author and we have been discussing product management with David, you know, because we were doing a book with him uh, since I think 2015. And I cannot tell you how far ahead of time he has always struck me as, um, especially when it comes uh, about, you know, about how to build a successful product and business strategy based on deep observation of what customers actually do. And this is what David is going to talk a little bit more about today. But I can say that I lead product at Wiley Next, and I have seen a direct impact of each of the aspects of product management that I have learned from David. So let me introduce to you David Fredin. He's uh, the president of Spice Catalyst. He's a distinguished professor of practice and advisor of numerous product management projects. And he's, he has experience in building successful products since 1969 at organizations such as HP and Apple, and Apple is exciting because he has actually worked at the same management level and alongside Steve Jobs. Um, he has coached and trained thousands of product managers in global corporates like Cisco and Samsung. I believe he was just doing a training with Cisco, training their a team of product manage, managers just this week. And he has also trained many startups and helped launch 75 plus products. So David, a very warm welcome on behalf of Wiley and Wiley Next. And we look forward to hearing from you today as you speak about how to build an insanely great product strategy. Over to you, David, and warm welcome. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much for the opportunity to be with you. Uh, any of the attendees, if you have a question as we go along, uh, feel free to put it in the chat window. Uh, I'll talk for about 30 minutes on the keys to product and service success. And then at the end of the talk, we'll go through the, your questions uh, and give you uh, answers. Uh, I encourage you to connect with me on LinkedIn. It's uh, LinkedIn slash IN and then my name, David Fraden. Uh, that way we can keep in touch. And uh, about weekly, I post something new that's happening in the area of product success. And by the way, one of the things that I advocate and encourage is that we change the title from product manager, which very few people understand what it is, to the title of product success manager, because that's primarily what a product manager is responsible for. So these are the topics we're going to cover, uh, five of them. Why do uh, some or most products fail? And by the way, a service is also a product. A product is a service, a service is a product. A product is a tangible thing that you can generally touch. A service is an intangible thing. Um, and the, these techniques and um, things that I'm going to talk about today in terms of the keys to success 
also applies to education, also applies to healthcare, and it also applies to government because those three generally provide services and they are, have exactly the same characteristics as products. The second thing that we'll cover is uh, the secret sauce to building a winning uh, product strategy. And that is uh, the uh, uh, mnemonic that I've developed, which is spices, and hence the name of my company, Spice Catalyst. And then we'll talk about what competencies you need to have to be a product success manager. And then I'll lay out a product management life cycle uh, framework that will give you a feel for the things that need to be done to have a successful product and in what order. So you've heard a little bit about me and we'll move on. And this is one of the books that I put out in 19, uh, excuse me, 2016 called Building and Sailing Products. Some products fail, many succeed. Uh, and this is their story lessons from my experience at that point in time. It's uh, almost 200 pages. It's available up on uh, Amazon uh, in most countries in the world. And we just released a Vietnamese version of it. I did the uh, Vietnamese version because uh, it's projected to be the fastest growing economy in uh, Asia, 5% uh, this year, despite the uh, virus uh, problem. Uh, they've had no deaths in, in Vietnam and they've handled the uh, COVID virus very, very well. And they just funded an institute there to train a million entrepreneurs over the next few years. Uh, then I just recently released this book, which is organizing and managing insanely great products. And it's targeted for startups and or for uh, vice presidents of product management uh, to figure out how to organize and manage uh, product success managers. And then there's this little pamphlet that Wiley has published, which this presentation is based on and the course at IIML uh, that uh, Wiley will be talking about at the end of the presentation. Uh, it's a, just the 796 pages. It too is available on Amazon as a Kindle book in most uh, Amazon countries uh, around the world. So the first topic is why do some or most products fail? And that's as a result of the lack of a product market strategy. And the product market strategy is important because uh, according to uh, research studies, about $1.6 trillion was spent a few years ago. And of course, it's more than that now on the development of new product. And the forecasts have been anywhere between 35 and 95% of them have failed, representing a waste of about a half a trillion to a trillion dollars. I think it was about five years ago, there was something in the neighborhood of 9,000 new startups in uh, India, and a couple of years ago, someone went back and studied it, and 95% of those startups fail. And the primary reason they failed is the lack of a product market strategy and this, these six keys to success, which you see on this uh, slide in the mnemonic spices. S is strategy, where I talk about the product market strategy. Process is having a mature process for product development in terms of figuring out what it is, building it, and then bringing it to market. I stands for having the information available in order to make informed decisions. C is customers. That's understanding your customers, what it is that they want to do. And I'll talk a little bit more about that later. E stands for employees being trained and have the competencies in order to do the job. A successful product success manager has to have 
at least 130 different competencies. And those are the things that are taught in the uh, IIML program from uh, Wiley. And lastly, to have the computer systems in place in order to be able to get the job done. So let's talk about them in a little bit of detail. Uh, strategy is um, having an understanding of what the customer wants to do. And that's a concept that I've developed building upon a Harvard professor's notion of outcome-based innovation. And he's written several books on that topic. And then Tony Ulrich at Strategy has rolled that up into what he calls jobs to be done. I advocate that a job to be done, like trying to drive downtown, find a parking place and have lunch, is all the little do's of deciding how to get downtown, when to leave, where to park, where to eat at, get a reservation, all those little kinds of, kinds of things. And that the way that you understand what your customer wants to do is you don't ask them what it is that you want. And allegedly the story goes uh, that if uh, Henry Ford, the inventor of the mass produced automobile, if he had gone out and asked people, would you like to have a car? Their response would have been, no, I'd just like to have a faster horse. Well, if he had hung back a little bit and acted like a social anthropologist, and just looked at the, uh, uh, what people were doing, he would see that they were uh, trying to gallop their horse to move their carriage with their goods or themselves faster uh, from one, one place to another. And then if he had uh, big data and analytics and assuming that the internet was around then, if he uh, typed in the word car and his keyword uh, analyzer, it would have come back with zero hits. Therefore, there would be no market for cars at that point in time. But by observing, he could see that people were trying to get from one place to another faster. And if he came up with a new technology, in this case, an automobile, to enable that, that there, in fact, was a substitution market for the horse represented in the car. And then the next thing you need to have is innovation, like the car points out, is that innovation that's occurring. And uh, you need to do the market and competitive research. And I advocate that you use personas not only in the marketing of your product, but also to give visibility to development and engineering as to exactly who the customer is that you're developing the product for. Next, from that, it becomes very easy to come up with a value proposition. That is, what is the value of your product or service for the customer? And next, how are you positioning the product in the marketplace? What's the position in the mind that you're trying to accomplish? Next, you could then identify the target markets with your product roadmap and an implementation plan. The next topic is process. And there are a number of product management frameworks out there from these organizations. Problem with this is the whole concept of product management has been a hand me down thing dating back to 1932 at Procter & Gamble where it was called a brand manager. And I found in my research that uh, um, that that concept of a brand manager having full authority and full responsibility for the product or the product line was uh, influenced greatly Dave Packard and Bill Hewlett at Stanford. And uh, I knew Dave Packard personally. I used to handle his, uh, uh, his personal and corporate PR for the board of directors uh, when I first went to work for HB in the public relations department. And he's written a marvelous book called The HP Way, uh, which is available also on Amazon, and I recommend it as a good read. But over the time, the role has transformed via just being handed down 
So the good practices being handed down from one company to another uh, came along and the bad practices came along also. And the bad practices include things like it doesn't take into account the digital transformation or the customer journey or the advent of agile um, development or innovation, or most recently in the last five to 10 years, the explosion of social media, the importance of messaging, and also the importance of maintaining the loyalty of your customers when you end the life of your, of your product or taking into account operations and training. So I developed uh, my own framework, which I'll talk about a little bit later in this uh, webinar. And oh, I actually I'm gonna talk about it now. This is the framework I've put together. This is the basis upon which the, uh, uh, the Wiley book, Successful Product Design and Management uh, Toolbook, and the basis of the IIML course. So the top part of this is the things that a product manager does, and that's predominantly putting together the uh, product market strategy. And that comes, starts at a basis of what is the company's vision and values making sure that the product maps into that vision and into those values and into the mission statement. And then it starts out with understanding what it is that the customer wants to do, then it moves on into personas, value proposition and product positioning before dropping into your product roadmap, your portfolio, your budget and your pricing strategy. Then the product is handed over to development and those of course are the things that are done in engineering or development. I don't show up here in the product planning or product market strategy. By the way, the word plan and strategy, strategy and plan are um, um, can be switched to mean exactly the same thing. But in the Wiley book, uh, I cover 32 elements of the product market strategy. Then after the product is developed, taking key elements from the product market strategy, like the value proposition, the problems that the product solves, uh, the product positioning, and the target markets, and that's used by marketing in order to put together their marketing plans that you see in the lower right-hand part of the framework, and then a shorter version of the long-term marketing plan, which is the launch or go-to-market. So this shows you a little bit more detail, the product planning and the elements that I just pointed out, and they're listed out at the top. And then in the marketing area, as I just mentioned, the marketing and launch or go to market. Then the key to the process is knowing who in the organization is responsible for what, who's the approvers, who is the uh, contributors, who's the drivers, uh, who need to be informed. And I advocate as you begin to put together your product market strategy, that you have one of these daisy or racy charts so you don't have one of these group things where everyone sits around in a circular firing squad accusing everybody else of causing the product failure. I had one uh, client that I was consulting with and they came out with five different uh, versions of their product, uh, which was Wi-Fi products for hospitals and schools and all five of them failed in the marketplace. I asked them, did you have a product market strategy? And the answer was no. I said, did you have a Daisy or Racy chart like this? And they said no. And the result of not having a clear process with knowing who has the authority and who has the responsibility at the beginning resulted in what that vice president of product management called a culture of blame. So you have to avoid that by detailing these things up front. Next is information. It's important to have the information available to know where you are in the development of your product market strategy 
uh, and have the information available about the market and your customers and what's happening. This shows a representation of a little JIRA plugin that one of my students at India put together as a premier Atlassian uh, developer. And this plugin called Productize is available currently free up on the Atlassian uh, website. Uh, and it layers on top of the features of JIRA if you should happen to be use, uh, use JIRA. And there's the name you can search for at Atlassian if you want to download it and uh, give us some feedback. What you're seeing here is a dashboard that shows you each of the elements of the product market strategy, development, and marketing. And it shows you the status of the development of each of those tasks at that moment in time. So you can monitor the development of your entire product in one place as one product uh, dashboard. And then there's customers. And you need to understand what it is that the customer wants to do. What is their outcome? What is the task, as I mentioned earlier? And then that's when you bring to bear your innovation. And that is doing something. Innovation means nothing more than doing something faster, better quality, lower cost. And in some cases with style, like the Apple Watch. And all of that is aimed at creating value for the customer, which you can then explain in a very clear value proposition. And then that serves as the basis for your product positioning, the positioning of your product in the mind of the customer. And that then drives the marketing, the messaging, the media selection, and so forth in the marketing plan. In terms of information gathering, I told you the story about the faster horse. Also, uh, Hewlett Packard went out when they had a color inkjet printer, which was a marvelous set of technology. And they went out and Dave Packard talks about this in his book, The HP Way. And we, and HP asked people, would you like to have a color printer? And no, of course, no one had ever had a color printer before, but HP also by following this notion of observing what was going on, then interviewing prospective customers, and then running a survey to get quantitative data in order to forecast the size of the market, they asked them, would you like to have a color printer? And they said, no. Then they realized that the question was sort of like, when did you stop beating your wife? Uh, it's hard to answer that question. But they observed people taking overhead transparencies and, and, uh, and uh, paper printouts and taking magic markers and coloring things in different colors in order to emphasize them. So then they changed the question is, if we gave you a black and white printer and color extra at no extra cost, is that something you would be interested in? And of course the answer was overwhelmingly yes. And then HP dominated the, inkjet, the color inkjet market for a number of years. So what you do is I just sit back and observe and you learn more that way. And Will Rogers said, there are three kinds of men the one that learns by uh, reading, the few learn by observation, the rest of them have to pee on the electric fence for themselves. So even Will Rogers, the humorist, knew exactly what I'm talking about here in terms of observing collects facts without interfering with what's going on. It's the same thing that a social anthropologist does. So this is the key questions that you need to ask. Uh, and get answered when you observe, interview, and survey. What does your customer do? How do they do it? What's standing in their way? How important it is? And then how satisfied they are. You may come out with a few, uh, feature which is really, really important, but if the, customer find, uh, if the customer feels that they have something else that does that just fine very much, 
then the opportunity, which is a, a, an equation between importance and satisfaction is pretty low. But if you find areas for your product in which the satisfaction level is low and the importance of getting it done is very high and you can find 15 of these unmet needs, then you've got a product. And when that occurs, that's when the window of opportunity opens up in the market for your product. And when those things are satisfied by most other products and, and companies, that's when the window of opportunity for your product begins to go away. And that's when you transition to having what the Boston Consulting Group calls a cash cow. So when do they do it? Why do they do it? Where do they do it? And who do they do it with? You got to seek answers to that question in your customer and market research. And then I advocate that the product manager or the product success manager report directly to the CEO, just like engineering, operations, legal, and so forth do. And marketing and sales should report directly to the product managers, going back to the Procter & Gamble brand management concept in 1932, where the brand manager had the budget for the advertising, marketing, and sales, and the market research. And over time, that authority was stripped away from the product managers, uh, and I advocate that it be restored in addition to changing the name uh, to product success manager. So this is an outline of the topics that should be covered in the product market strategy. And as I mentioned, there's uh, several more of these that are discussed in detail, along with lots of examples and uh, uh, exercises and quizzes, uh, along with a, a template workbook that could be used to pull with tools to pull together your product market strategy uh, in the Wiley book. So what's the secret sauce of building a pro uh, winning product strategy? It's the things I was just talking about. It's the strategy with these elements that you see here. It's the process with all of these elements that you see here. It's information, likewise with those elements, the customer and the engagement, SPICE. Strategy, process, information, customers, employees, and systems. So what competencies does a product manager need to have? At the product manager level, I talk there about four levels, associates, specialists, experts, and managers. And they need to have these fundamental skills and ability to communicate both orally, person-to-person, uh, -person, today virtually over the internet, uh, and in writing. They need to be persuasive. They need to be a leader. They need to be, have attention to detail and to execute. They need to be able to write a strategy and they innovate, they come up with new ideas in order to get things be done better, faster, and cheaper. Specifically, they understand the process, the tools available, and they have great insight into the customer and the market. And that was one of the greatest strengths that Steve Jobs had, is he could see what the market was going to be like seven years in advance. Then they need to have skill sets in planning, understanding development, and a little bit about the technology, and in operations, and also importance is end of life, uh, uh, bringing the product's product, uh, product end of life while maintaining the customer's loyalty that have purchased the product. This is the top of that framework. A second job is what's called a product marketing manager, and they are the liaison from the product manager and engineering to the marketing department. And here too, the job opportunities are at the same four levels, and they have to be 
communications, persuasive leader, execution strategy, and innovation, and all the competencies for the product marketing manager and the product manager are taught in the Wiley uh, IIML course. And specifically, they have to have process tools, also customer market insight. They need to be able to assist in the planning. They need to have marketing fundamentals understanding, plus operations, and likewise, end of life. And on my website and in the Wiley book is a complete job description for both of these positions. It's a critical skill set for product success because of the waste uh, that I talked about earlier uh, this evening. And managing the life cycle is key to the success. So you want, must understand what the targeted do's are, what's the targeted outcome, how to do them, which is innovation, and that results in what's called design thinking, which evolved out of IDEO here in Palo Alto, California, and is now being taught at the Stanford School of Engineering and in many schools around the world. And that is the same process that I'm describing here, design thinking. And I had the privilege of bringing several of IDEO's uh, products to market uh, through my career. And that makes it very easy to write the value proposition which results in understanding the market in the competitive environment, then the product positioning, then pricing strategy that maps into that strategy, and then go to market. And the framework again that I mentioned earlier, the top part of this is product planning. The bill or bottom part is the, is the product marketing. And that's what those people do, the things in those different boxes. So a little more background on myself. Uh, my website is spicecatalyst.com. If you want to follow me at Twitter, it's DavidFrig1. Uh, my email, if you want to email me, is uh, Dave at Spice Catalyst. If you go to my website, you can sign up for my weekly uh, newsletter. And then we have a number of books and online courses that are available. Questions? Okay, let me go to the questions and see what we have. So uh, David, sorry, I took a little bit of time to unmute myself. Um, so we'll be taking in the questions in a bit. Um, you know, we have a couple of questions from people already, but before that, you know, just to uh, connect to whatever you said to the program that we are about to launch, let me just share with everybody a little bit of snapshot of, uh, you know, um, uh, the IIML Wiley program uh, on data-driven product management. So I'm just going to share my screen. Uh, the administrator, can you give me the um, rights to share my screen, please? I hope my screen is visible to everybody. Uh, so as you are going through the poll right now, um, let me just talk about a little bit about, uh, you know, the data-driven product management uh, program uh, that has been launched by IIML and Wiley.
I just want to ensure that my screen is visible. Yes, I can see it. Okay. All right. Great. But it's not right now. Okay. Let me just share my screen. All right, great. So uh, um, for all of you who have been hearing David speak so far, right? Um, you know, it's always amazing to hear David and uh, you know, thank you David for sharing your perspective with us again. But from here, uh, let me just emphasize that the program that we have designed along with David and along with a bunch of other industry experts as well as IIM Lucknow and Wiley, the program is designed based on the framework that David just spoke about, which is actually a proven, proven framework for success in organizations around the world. Um, David, uh, in, uh, David, who is also teaching in the program, along with a lot of other masterclass uh, you know, uh, faculty who come from the industry, they'll share their insights on what exactly and in detail about what exactly made product successful and what made product not succeed you know, uh, in the market. So as you uh, may have already realized, a product manager role, though the term is used pretty frequently these days, but this role is a set of 130 plus competencies. And um, the program aims to skill all the participants with those competencies, some in great in depth and some not so much in detail, but you have a 360 degree view of what it takes to make a product successful. And in addition, the program is actually the only one to, which helps you learn how to research, build, launch, and manage successful products using data analytics and machine learning. So, you know, uh, as David spoke, we have known ab about product management in isolation um, in terms of hand-me-out frameworks, which were kind of designed and developed maybe in the 1960s, maybe in the 1970s, but those um, frameworks are not kind of valid anymore because we all know now today about the amount of data that overwhelm us and the data can be analyzed to gain better insights about the customers and about the market overall. So that is the reason why we have integrated uh, not just data analytics and machine learning, but also design thinking. David spoke about how design thinking is a proven and again, a critical framework that helps us understand what customers do that helps us understand what customers actually require rather than going and asking the customers directly what is it that you need. So again, these two frameworks, data analytics as well as design thinking has been integrated as a part of the program, uh, leading to a framework that helps us solve complex problems and understand what customers do and need. And I, might, I want to emphasize that this is the only program today that tightly integrates all of these. Uh, so, you know, this is our fourth program for IIM Lucknow and each of the programs you can see has received a rating of, uh, you know, average rating of 8.7 simply because of the direct impact and the value that we pack into the programs as well as the super learning experience that the, uh, that the participants go through. Um, the reason why, let's, let's also talk about why this program is par packed and without a doubt the best in the country today. Um, I don't think I need to talk much about IIM Lucknow. It has been consistently maintaining its nerve, um, you know, institutional ranking and recognized 
as one of the top original IIMs and business schools in India. And this is the very first time a top IIM is coming up with a, pro a program on data-driven product strategy, given how uh, you know, to address the market requirements today and the skill requirements for this job role today. Now, uh, let's talk a little bit about Wiley and Wiley Next, because it's important to understand uh, you know, why, why Wiley and IIM Lucknow together are the best um, partners to, to pack in a lot of value in this program. So Wiley is a global learning and research solution organization that has been there for two centuries, you know, more than 200 years. So we are not really a startup. Uh, we have been understanding learning and learning expertise across the world for generations. And we work with about 4,000 global experts around the world, some of whom have kind of contributed into building this program. Um, the, our global experts include also 470 plus Nobel laureates. Um, we have about 33 million learners in technology alone across the globe. And we partner with some of the top institutions like John Hopkins, you know, University of Bath, NUS, um, National University at Singapore, IIT Roorkee. We recently launched a, a unique program with IIT Roorkee and a lot more other credible institutions. And Wileynex certifications are approved and recognized by the government of Singapore. And very recently, Wileynex was also recognized by Fast Company as the most outstanding innovation in education and enlisted in the world changing ideas of 2020. So the programs that we build are really a collaboration of industry as well as academia. So you can see that we have something, you, we have a council called the Wiley Innovation Advisory Council, and the programs are built in collaboration with 50 plus top industry and academic leader who, are, who form a part of this council. And all of them together define what the learning programs should be. And if you enroll into the program, you will have, you'll see many of them come across to teach these programs. Uh, you know, they'll bring the industry in the classroom. They'll bring their case studies. So you can see we have people from Microsoft and Wells Fargo and, uh, you know, Visa top um, companies today who have kind of launched and managed successful products um, in the market and who have aced the whole concept of what makes products successful in the market. Um, so... Yes. Yes. Uh, your your screen is not being displayed. We we don't see the uh, PowerPoint presentation. Uh, you're not able to see my PowerPoint. No. Okay. There's an issue with sharing. I think. Okay. Let me just stop and share again. Several people in chat have said that they they don't see it. Okay. There we go. Is it visible now? Yes, and you might want to go to full screen. The uh, full screen mode ones, the slideshow mode. Ah, uh, okay. There you go. Is this better? Yeah, you might want to go back just for a second. Yeah, yeah, let me just go back because we kind of missed a few pointers and I'm just going to run through them very quickly. So again, I mean, as I was saying, I want to highlight that, uh, you know, the program is the only one in the country today that integrates data analytics and design thinking into product management. Um, as we speak about the program, you'll see how we have integrated it, but 
the the outcome of as an outcome of the program you will learn how to use data and how to use design thinking for best um, you know um, understanding um, the customers and the market um i will not spend too much time talking about i am lucknow all of you know about it but as i mentioned wiley um because we have had our expertise across two centuries you know we we are we are not a startup that have just started operating in the market um, a few years back we understand learners across the globe and across generations right and um our uh, team of experts and subject matter experts include 4000 plus um you know authors and thought leaders across the globe including people like uh, david including pe- uh, 470 plus nobel laureates and we would have some of these experts come and teach you in the as a part of the program as well we partner with 70 plus universities and you know um, we have been recognized by the singapore government as well as fast company as a and as an outstanding model when it comes to education learning um i uh, also spoke about the wiley innovation advisory council so these are a, 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 um, a, a team of council of 50 plus leaders who actually help us define the programs so this is what makes our programs really unique because we understand from people from the industry you know people like david who have been working in this area for example here product management for years and they understand what are the exact skills that are required from an industry perspective and what is it that makes product successful so they'll come they they actually um, have helped us design the program design the content you know build case studies project work etc and they'll also bring the industry into the classroom as they talk about what makes product successful as well as what pre- make, make products not so successful you know what makes made products fail um so um now going back to who is this program you know created for so these are uh, this is made for product managers young product managers who are trying to understand in this changing business scenario what are the skills that are required to kind of help them make better product and business propositions and as well as business and product unit heads product heads and product marketing managers who may be aware of product management as a skill but would also want to ha- uh, understand how to integrate data analytics and design thinking so all of these skills packed together how to look at the business and products and the market differently um this program is also um suitable for software development and technology professionals who aspire to get into product management roles because all of us know that you know if you look at the top pro- companies successful companies today be it an amazon or an apple or even a, a google most of the ceos today come from a product background you know gone are the days when the sales people would be the ceo of the organization today a lot of successful uh, ceos are uh, product managers simply because they understand market customer business technology all cohesively and this is a program that will help you create a foundation for that um, this program for the same reason is suitable for entrepreneurs and also marketing managers understanding how to drive product successfully so um, here is an example you know a, a sample of the certification that you will get at the par- end of the program which is a joint certification from iim lucknow and wiley and you would also get an iim lucknow um mdp alumni status which ensures that you are in a network of successful professionals across the world 
and you can interact with them you know throughout your alumni status so um you know Dave, david has talked at great length about this framework and i do not want to spend a lot of time on this but i want to emphasize that the program again is based on this entire framework which integrates product planning product strategy and product development using lean agile methodologies product launch marketing and i saw a question around the end of life of product david also talked about it but we take the whole life cycle holistically we also talk about when to exit the product from the market and ensure that your customers do not feel betrayed at the end of it so the entire methodology is taught as a part of the program um looking at the program outcome right uh, so the program obviously ensures that you are able to work with python google analytics tableau jira so various tools and the systems that david paid a lot of emphasis on because tools and systems are important but at the end of the day you also gain competency to manage the end to end product life cycle integrating design thinking and data analytics as well you also learn how top successful companies build and launch products you know what 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 is it that you should be doing as you are planning your business and your products but also equally important is what is what you should not be doing and that learning and expertise comes from a lot of um, industry experts who come and teach um you would be able to apply data data driven techniques to uh, do your customer and market research and you would also be able to develop customer centric prototypes and use design thinking and you know user experience frameworks so as i talk about the master classes and industry experts you would have the global head of user experience at harman coming and talking about teaching actually how to develop user experiences that are customer centric um you would also learn how to build scalable and robust product marketing strategies and you know a marketing launch and marketing strategies are extremely important for the success of the product so that, uh, that you you learn what are the frameworks used by top successful organizations like apple and hp who are known for product management and also understand how to integrate agile and lean methodologies and you know communicate your story through storytelling with, uh, you know um, data driven storytelling models and at the end we also ensure that you understand how technology trends such as blockchain ai rpa which cannot be ignored today how they integrate into building successful products so um, you know to sum up this program ensures that you understand customers business data technology uh, cohesively and you are able to converge all of them to create products in a data driven and design you know oriented way and be the best voice of your customers um as well as ensure that your products are successful in the market um talking about the people who would be teaching and who have actually put in a lot of effort to plan and design the products so from iim lucknow we have two program directors uh, dr rajiv kumra and dr mautishi maiti um dr rajiv kumra um if you look at you know um wiley next iim wiley next um uh, you know uh, about, if you search about this product on youtube and look at wiley next youtube channel you'll see dr kumra talking about the program but he has been awarded actually he has been awarded uh, the best faculty for six times in a row 
um, and he has immense amount of um, business experience as well as academic experience when it comes to product and product marketing. And Dr. Mautishi Maithi again comes from a marketing research background, and she all she she has great expertise in understanding, going to the pulse of the customer, and understanding, you know, how 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 do I how do we figure out what is it that customer requires? Um, as part of the industry and the master classes, uh, this is again a great differentiator from any other program on product management that you will encounter in the market today. Because most of the programs integrate um, product managers who are working in organizations when it comes to industry classes. But here you can see these are top leaders and these are actually business drivers who have created and launched products. So David, you heard about David. David has worked alongside with Steve Jobs at Apple and various other organizations. Bala Girisabala is, you know, he, he, he was the president of Techstars, which is an incubation, which is a huge incubator and accelerator for a huge number of startups across the world. And he has also led the Microsoft um, accelerator program in India as well. Um, we have a lot of other masterclass faculty coming in and teaching the program. I talked about Mohan Krishnaraj, who's the global head, head of user experience at Harman. Uh, Dr. Nishan Chandra, who uh, deals with um, data products, uh, AI data products at Visa, and he'll talk about how to launch product products which are focused on technology and artificial intelligence. Satyakam Mohanty comes from, uh, you know, he is one of those successful people who have actually built a product, an AI product, and successfully sold it to LTI. So his expertise and his, he talks again and again about what not to do when you launch a product because he's, it has taken him several iterations of how to launch a successful product in the market. And he's going to talk about that. Om Deshbuk has, again, has launched a product based on AI uh, you know, uh, and technology. Ajay Kelkar used to be the ex-CMO of HDMC Bank, which actually was one of the earliest banks to integrate data and analytics as they launched their products into the market. And Anis Merchant, again, has huge experience in terms of um, customer-centric digital analytics and product launching products and businesses in the market that are successful. So these are the kind of people who are actually drivers in the uh, industry today who will talk about, it will teach you how to uh, you know, manage data and, uh, uh, and products in the market. Um, so this, I understand this is very small font, but you can know a lot, you know, more about the program if you, uh, if you go to the Wilinext website and download our brochure for the program. But you can see the way the product program is structured. It takes the end-to-end -end life cycle of a product, starting from building customer strategies to actually doing data-driven and, and qualitative and quantitative customer research to building the product strategy to communicating the insights to building a great user experience and a development plan, and also a specifics about launching the products. We do a deep dive into actually analytics and machine learning, just so that you're aware, you might not be eventually doing a lot of machine learning technology as in your role as a data, as a product manager, but it's important to know what the possibilities and you know, when you communicate with your data teams, you should be able to talk in the same language. And then we also covered how to scale up a product because launching a product and scaling up a product is, you know, there's a huge leap there. So the, this is the curriculum that we cover. And um, 
there are several master classes in the program as you can see and so um, you know the program as as i mentioned it's a six month program in a in a normal scenario the program would include actually visiting the iim uh, campus um, you know uh, it, it, during the immersions the first two days of the program and the last two days of the program but uh, in the covid scenario we'll look at the safety of all of you first and then decide you know uh, uh, when the immersions can be uh, scheduled but beyond that you'll have live online classes every week including the classes by um, iim faculty by wiley faculty and the master classes and we will provide you with digital courseware and a ebook library in this in these areas which include 30 plus books um that you can have access to and learn from in th that would include david's book as well and you would also under have templates and uh, you know um strategies there will be a a, a lot of um uh, hands on work on building this uh, these uh, strategies throughout the program and there will be a joint certification i also want to talk about the capstone project that will be provided that you'll be working on as a part of the program because the capstone project will be a business problem provided to you right at the beginning of the program and as you understand through the program how to build a product strategy you'll be working on your own product strategy alongside so that at the end of the program you will be presenting your detailed product strategy your market strategy your uh, development plan product roadmap all of it so it's it's a very exciting action land learning methodology that we have adapted as a part of this program and um i can ensure that that will be a great experience in learning um and also you know development uh, so these are some specifics about the program um uh, uh, you can uh, connect with our uh, team um at this number you can note down the number as well as the email id and the whatsapp number you can whatsapp at this number as well and find out more to talk about you know uh, the team to understand what this program is about so i hope to hear from a lot of you about the program and now let's just go back and um you know answer a few question i can see there are a lot of questions um you know that has already come up um so we'll um we'll take up the questions right now um so david um one of the questions uh, david can you hear me yes i can go ahead okay one of the questions that i encountered you know while you were speaking is more about the end of product you know life cycle so somebody asked that should we be keep on servicing a product always uh, you know forever or how do we look at the product exiting so can you talk a little bit about end of product yeah historically a company support a product for at least 7 years after their introduction Recently, some companies, I think Microsoft, dropped that at one point to about three years, and a lot of their customers got upset, and they extended it out several times. Other companies are only doing a year or two, which leaves you a pretty uh, bad taste in your mouth. Uh, for example, I bought a plant monitoring uh, device uh, for one hundred and fifty dollars that I could stick in my plants out in the garden, and it will measure the amount of sunlight, water, and test the fertilizer. and then i could pick it up move it to a different plant and i could just monitor what's going on um i couldn't get the thing to work very well and then only after about 2 years they obsoleted the product and guess how many more times i'm going to spend $150 or anything with a company like that uh, the key is you have to maintain the customer loyalty because they took the time to research find you 
that put out money in order to buy you. And uh, they abandoned me, which was not a, a very good thing to do without providing me some alternative uh, to shift and move on to. So yeah, it's very important that you maintain the end of life. Uh, my, one of my responsibilities at Apple was to end the life of the Apple III product line, which was at the time the third most popular in terms of unit computer in the world after the Apple II and the DEC PDP-11. And we had 75,000 customers and I made sure that all 500 of our hardware and software developers on the Apple III were transitioned to uh, Guy Kawasaki uh, so that he could make sure that their software and hardware ran on the Macintosh enabling my Apple III customers when they wanted to move on to the next computer, the Mac, they could take all their data, which was what was important along with them. So end of life is very important for the future of a company. Otherwise, uh, if we had hurt those 75,000 uh, Apple III uh, owners that had paid about $7,000 each, that would be about $20,000 today in today's money, they would have had a very bad taste in their mouth uh, for the Apple brand, the Apple promise of leaving them behind versus the Apple brand and promises that we're going to take care of you, which is what Apple did. And that's one of the reasons why it's the most valuable company in the world uh, today. Great. Uh, we have one more question, David. Um, uh, does product management and brand management differ based on the industry? So, for example, an FMCG industry or a software industry? Uh, first place, product management is different than brand management. Product management is the things that I talked about in uh, this presentation. Uh, that is putting together the product market strategy. All of that together then provides the product positioning, which is the position in the, in the customer's mind. Brand management is the communicating of that position, the communicating of that promise, the communicating of the brand. And that's doing a number of marketing activities in terms of advertising, PR, uh, social media, uh, and so forth, picking the right messages, the right media, and the right mix in order to deliver the information and train and educate the marketplace uh, for understanding at first notion what the brand is. So brand management is more of a marketing slash advertising road. Product management is more of ensuring that the product is developed uh, for success. Right, but would, do you think product management could differ, differ based on the industry, like an FMCG industry or a software industry? Does the approach differ? No, they're not different at all. The same basic fundamentals apply across the board, including in healthcare education and in government. Uh, this one more question, David, it's an interesting question. What, uh, where would you draw the line between data-driven skills and creativity skills uh, when it comes to a product manager or a product success manager role? Uh, if you're lucky enough to have data and analytics, then that can give you indicators into what the customer wants to do and what kinds of problems that they're trying to solve. The creative side is to try to observe, interview, and uh, survey to gain that same kind of, of insight. Uh, the problem, however, with big data is first, it's, it's an advantage. For example, one advertising executive said, I know that 50% of my advertising dollars is a waste. The problem is I don't know which 50%. 
Well, today with, for example, Facebook advertising, you could run ads to a very granular levels of interest in terms of what people are interested in, which we could not do more than 10 years ago. On the other hand, uh, if this notion of big data and analytics is built some of it on this notion of wisdom of the crowds. For example, if you go to Amazon and buy something, you'll see people who like this, like this, people who bought this, bought this, people that looked, this, looked at this, looked at that. Well, that also begins to incorporate what I call the wisdom of the mobs, which is embodied in a group of people who go to a nightclub, a fire breaks out, and they all try under the wisdom of the mobs to get out through the same door rather than some of them going behind the stage and get out through the other exits and, and save their lives. The wisdom of the mob is the kind of thing that the Russians figured out how to manipulate in terms of manipulating our 2016 election. And even to today, there are uh, fights occurring uh, uh, around the United States where fake people have set up fake events that are going on and then other real people show up with their guns in order to fight those people. And that's all caused by this ability in the algorithms of Facebook to amplify what I call the wisdom of the mobs. So you have to be careful that um, and add your judgment and your creativity on top of the data that you're seeing uh, in order to figure out what it is, is that's going to be a successful product. Uh, there are a bunch of questions around the course and the program, and I'll just take them up before going back to David with another question. Uh, so how many hours of commitment, you know, the classes will be weekdays or weekend. So the program is a six month long program. There are about 140 hours of, you know, uh, interaction with the faculty teaching, 140 teaching hours, where the classes will happen over the weekends on Saturdays and Sundays. And throughout the rest of the week, you'll be working on, uh, you know, look, uh, looking at the courseware and uh, kind of getting acquainted with what the, uh, what the, uh, classes, uh, topics the classes have de been dealt with. There will be assignments. And as I mentioned that you will be working on a project right from the beginning of the program. That's what we call action learning, where whatever you learn, you'll be integrating, uh, you know, you'll be implementing in your own business problem. And this will be done, done in teams. So there will be a lot of interaction and engagement and you'll learn from each other as well. So um, uh, that's how the program structure is designed to be. Um, so in terms of specific hours, if you ask, it will be a 140 hours of, um, you know, live, live training. Um, then uh, there is a question around, will this compare to a diploma, master's degree, nano degree program? Um, I, all I can say is this is a program from IIM Lucknow, which is, uh, and Wiley, which is one of the top, uh, you know, business um, schools in India right now. Uh, and it is globally acclaimed. So in terms of a program, the certification program, I don't think there is anything comparable to it uh, in the market as of now. And given that you would have an MDP alumni status, it will put you in a network of professionals who are successful business in business and their professional life as well, and who are alumni of similar programs from IIM Lucknow. Um, regarding is there career job assistance mentoring? Mentoring definitely, because as I mentioned, you will be interacting with some of the top experts um, who, who come and teach in this program. And they, they based on all our programs, all Wiley Next programs, 
Uh, the industry experts that we bring in, they are happy to interact and coach you about, you know, career, about your, um, about any specific project, about any questions that you have. They all are always happy to assist you. And you can also know from them the different opportunities that are there in the market and understand what are the job roles uh, available, etc. Harshvardhan is asking, I have 20 years of work experience in network technology. Can this certification help in career advancement and lateral placement from product management uh, to product management from technology? David, I would want you to take this question up in terms of, I think, lateral movement from technology to do product management. In your career, have you seen this happen a lot? Is this a good lateral movement? I mean, some perspective from you. Very large number of product managers have moved from development or engineering into product management. Uh, however, in engineering school, many of the topics of the product market strategy and the keys to success for a product manager are not taught. That's why uh, this program uh, that Wiley and I, I am is offering is so critical to that trans, uh, transition. So that's very important. Get the training. Most product managers are trained on the job, and it would take probably five to 10 years to pick up just a fraction of the skill sets or competencies that this curriculum teaches. Right. To add to what David just mentioned, I think the fact that you have a deep expertise in technology and in the industry will definitely give you an edge. But what is needed to move to a product management role is a set of 130 competencies that David talked about. And this is something that usually is not available unless you have had experience in this area. So this program will definitely help you make that lateral move. Um, it's also a different kind of thinking. Engineers live in the world of the solution to the problem. Product managers live in the world of defining what the problem is that the customer is trying to resolve, what the customer is trying to do. It's really hard to switch back and forth between the problem and the solution. Um, I, as an engineer, I see a problem where I immediately define it uh, using the scientific method, identify alternatives, and then start working on the uh, uh, desired solution. Uh, so it's a change in thinking that an engineer has to go through to move into product management away from the world of the solution and into the world of the problem. Uh, Dipangshu, you had raised your hand, um, actually. Um, is there a question? Uh, would you want to type it uh, here so that we can take up your question if you had a question? And There's, us, one, there's yeah. one that's been up there as coding skills really necessary yes. to be a product manager in the automotive industry. Uh, let me answer that generically first and then specifically. Uh, one of the places where sort of the role of product management has gotten a bit distorted is uh, product managers at Google. Uh, they are, uh, when they come in, they're asked to, uh, they're given a coding problem. And if they can't solve the coding problem, then they're not considered to be a product manager. Other companies um, come in and, and they have the product managers also be the user design or the user experience expert, which by the way is a four-year degree, college degree to be an expert in that area. So oftentimes they are pulled off product management away from the product market strategy into coding or into other things, uh, sometimes project management where they're managing the tasks and resources for a project. 
In fact, at Microsoft, they call their product managers, pro, uh, project managers, which is incorrect. So while the coding is helpful, which will give you an idea as to how the product could be architected, I believe that the role of the product manager needs to be different than the product architect, different than the engineering manager, different than the project manager and so forth. Otherwise, there's just too many things going on in order for them to get their job done and have a successful product, which is a focus on the product market strategy. Now for the automotive industry, it's interesting as electrification of cars is coming along, they're moving rapidly from mechanical to digital. In fact, uh, I had the pleasure of a ride in a Tesla the other day, and the owner of the Tesla, an engineer, says there's only something like 17 moving parts in a Tesla car. The rest is all digital. So certainly having an understanding of coding and structure and what it can do would be helpful in the future of the automotive industry, especially as we move more, as we move rapidly towards autonomous uh, vehicles. Um, there's one more question, which is aligned, actually, uh, you know, Arnab asks, I'm a product engineer, and I hold an MBA in my functional experience, but not in marketing. Uh, how would this course help me in moving to a product manager role if I don't have a formal experience with a product in product manager? It will give you that experience and that competency and as you work through the course and the exercises, you'll develop a product market strategy for a specific uh, product. And then sort of like a designer or a graphic artist has a portfolio, you'll have a portfolio and be able to answer the number one question a product uh, manager will ask in terms of considering uh, to hire you. Do you know how to do the job? Have you done the job before? And that's when you pull out your product market strategy and say, yes, Here's a full strategy that I put together for XYZ product, and this demonstrates that I know how to ride the bicycle. The problem with MBAs, and unfortunately I've had to fire more of them over the years that I've hired, is almost very, very little of what this course talks about is covered in MBA school. There's only a few schools in the world that offer this. Uh, one in Switzerland, one in Singapore, this one, the University of Wisconsin uh, offers it, and I noticed one of the uh, leads of this program uh, taught at the University of Wisconsin. A little bit at Carnegie Mellon, a little bit at uh, Stanford or Stanford University, a little bit at Berkeley, and a little bit at Santa Clara University, but very thin in terms of their deliveries across the 130 competencies that you need to have. So this course would definitely not only help, but you'll probably be recruited uh, before you even get out of, the, out of the course in order to join a company as a product manager. And just to give you an example of the expansion of the field, which is becoming very, very fast, there are relatively few of any product managers in the entire food industry worldwide, which is over $2 trillion a year. Uh, covering the production, distribution, consumption, and disposal of food. And one of my clients uh, just recently was retained as a product manager for a company uh, in the United States that makes a coating that you can stick on an avocado, for example, and it will extend its shelf life by three weeks. And he's a product manager uh, for that company now, helping try to figure out that product and a digital version that will support that product for the ordering and distribution of uh, products that are covered uh, with this uh, appeal uh, coding. So this course will definitely get you a job. 
And I think one of the other questions is, well, will we help in the transition to uh, getting that job? And yes, we will. And I think that's one of the most important things that a curriculum like this could do is to help connect you with hiring managers around the world that are looking for people that know how to do the job of product success manager. Um, Chirag, I think you had a question, if you would want to ask your question. Yeah, ma'am. Uh, thank you for giving chance. Hello? Yes, Chirag, we can hear you. Fine, ma'am. Ma'am, I'm Chirag Mehta from Ahmedabad, Gujarat, working as a brand manager for Cadillac Pharmaceuticals. I have done my master's in pharmacy. My question to sir is, I am already into marketing domain for around seven years uh, for pharmaceutical sector. Doing this course for six months, and I have done my master's in pharmacy, and doing this course for six months, can I opt for a product management role in some FMCG or IT? My background is pharma, but whether this course will help me out uh, for a brand management role in FMCG, IT, or something? Uh, your question was garbled. Uh, Devarani, can you? Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me just translate that for you, uh, David. Um, he has a role, he has a background in FMCG, uh, sorry, pharma, pharma industry, and he comes from a marketing role. Uh, so he's trying to understand how this role will help him transition to into a product manager role. And I think you can talk a little bit also about the difference between product management and marketing. Yeah, um, it will definitely help you do that transition for the reasons I just outlined. It will give you the background training and experience that you can demonstrate. Uh, product management, again, is putting together the product market strategy, which is a focus on the market. Think of the market as like the grocery store. Marketing, which is what a product marketing manager does, and your marketing department tries to get people to go to that market to go to that grocery store and soften them up uh, in order to buy the product. Marketing would be the media, the message and the mix, the social media plan, the advertising plan, the marketing plan, the sales plan, the training plan, the distribution selection plan, which are influenced and have a foundation in product management, but is usually implemented tactically by marketing and or some people call it brand management. So Chirag, uh, to sum up what uh, David just said, this program will definitely help you expand your skill set from marketing to a full-fledged product management, uh, you know, job role transition. Um, there's one question for you, David, which has been the most challenging product that you have worked on so far? I think it's probably the Apple III. Uh, I was asked to become the group Apple III product manager based upon the fact that I demonstrated I knew how to manage uh, in helping manage getting a million and a half lines of code released as a new operating system on the Apple II in order to support the hard disk drive that I was the first person to bring to market uh, on a PC. And that was a wonderful little product. It was enormous size, five megabytes, and only cost is really cheap, $3,600. But no one could understand why they would need that much space at that particular point in time. Then about three weeks after I started working on the Apple III, Steve Jobs, who had his vision out seven years into the future, 
felt the Apple III, which was in the business market, was occupying a segment of the market that he wanted his beloved Macintosh to go into, which had not yet been released, much less announced. So the executive committee canceled the product line. And um, uh, a couple of weeks later, John Scully called me into his office and asked me what we should do since we uh, now have $20 million in excess piece parts for the Apple III and we've canceled the product line. I said to him that what you need to do is give me the authority commensurate with the responsibility for the product line. And I made a proposal a few weeks later to the executive committee and they asked me to um, uh, manage the product line as the business unit manager at the same management level as Steve Jobs who was running the Macintosh division. Then I had a little uh, renegade group, 17 people, four, uh, uh, $4 million, which is about $20 million today. And we went off in 11 months and sold 25,000 Apple threes, generated about $600 million in profits, which is about uh, $2 billion uh, today. And which who's as a cash cow employed about 1,000 to 1,500 uh, professionals, many of them MBAs at Apple, and then after I had to shut that product line down because the big challenge is the MBAs did not understand since the S Soho and SMB markets, the small office and home office, small and medium business markets had not yet been defined by market researchers and would have been defined about five or six years later. So since they did not learn about those markets in MBA school, they thought there was no market for this business computer, the Apple III. And every time I turned around, uh, they were trying to do everything they could to sabotage and, uh, and slow down the ability for me to sell Apple III's worldwide. So I shut it down the same day the Apple IIc was announced. It did not impact the um, stock price. Uh, so I, 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 I counter-programmed it in terms of this introduction. And uh, as I mentioned, we were able to transition uh, all of our software and hardware to the Macintosh and preserve the loyalty of those 75,000 Apple III customers. That was probably the most challenging because it was such a large complex activity that was going on uh, throughout the organization and with lots of mediation and negotiation and balancing between all of the competing interests. Thanks, David. That's that's really interesting. And I think, I mean, I should add over here, David is a great storyteller. So if you're enrolling into the program, uh, you should wait for his classes. He would tell you a lot of interesting, you know, um, anecdotes from his long career yeah, in product management. Uh, I think we have time for just two more questions, two last questions. So, um, Jashwant is asking a question around Java full stack, but I think, I mean, just to translate the question to you, how much is knowing technology important, uh, you know, um, knowing, understanding technology, how important is it to become a product manager? My personal opinion is domain knowledge or technical knowledge is not that important. It's what is important is understanding the process of putting together and what is in a product market strategy. I propose that pretty much any person that is a uh, experienced or trained product manager can go into any domain and within three weeks of reading WikiLeaks, you'll actually be, not WikiLeaks, uh, Wikipedia, you'll be, uh, uh, you'll be more aware and not technical than perhaps some of the engineers that have a PhD in the subject. Uh, the important thing is not domain knowledge. It's the important thing is being able to pull together a product market strategy 
and handle the mediation negotiations, the communications, and the persuasions to pull the team together and have a vision for the product and, and, everyone, and get everyone behind it to move off into that direction. So the, the program that we have structured, Jashwan, just to uh, also add to what David says, the program is not focused on any technology. Uh, you know, today Java full stack is important. Tomorrow it might it might be something else, right? But the program Fortran. is <laughs> right. I'm, I'm hoping Fortran comes back because that's that's the only program I can remember. Right, absolutely. <laughs> so the, the, the good thing about being a product manager is and being a good product manager is you can transition into any industry, any technology, uh, but, but your perspective of understanding the market and the customer remains you know, intact. Um, so we have just one last question that we can take up, uh, David, and this is for you. Can you share a lesson from your last product launch? Is there anything that you should, and can you add, is there anything that product managers should not be doing uh, to become successful? Yeah, what I was given credit by RCN Magazine, which was around in 2003, for having shipped the very first advertisement on a cell phone. Uh, then after that, I went out to about 200 venture capitalists uh, in the Bay Area and tried to raise money for putting together a cell phone advertising company, uh, putting ads, placing ads, ad placement and cell phone games. I couldn't find anybody amongst this brilliant group of all these 200 venture capitalists that could understand cell phones, mobile advertising and games. Today, that's over a $15 billion a year market in terms of cell phone advertising. The mistake that I made was uh, twofold. One is I hadn't looked for unmet needs. That is, the market was not yet ready for cell phone advertising. I was about three or four years too early. And as a result of that, I spent the capital and the resources that I had before the market was ready. I should have waited until around 2007, 2008 before I introduced uh, such a notion. Uh, the second mistake I made is I did not understand that I needed to have distribution lined up. I had cell phone advertising sales force in the United States, but my distribution, my inventory was in Europe. And there was very few people in the United States advertisers that wanted to advertise in Europe. So there was, it was disjointed, it was not connected together. So that's one of the important things that you have to do that I learned that I wish I knew then that I know now is if you come up with a product and you don't have a distribution channel for it, like I did, uh, chances for failure are pretty high. Thank you for all your, you know, amazing insights, David. And, uh, you know, there are questions around if you are, have a, are from a sales background, you know, can you move into uh, a product management background? Can you go up your career ladder? And again, we would like to reiterate the fact that, uh, you know, product management is a subset of multiple. David says 130 competencies, right? It's it's very wide set of skills that you would need to own to be a successful product manager. So um, I would suggest that you take a look at the data-driven product management program um, on the Wiley Next website. And you also, as you look at the brochure of the program, you'll see the entire, um, uh, you know, the framework based on which the program is created. You'll be able to see a set of all the skills um, uh, 
um, that, 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 you know, you would be going through as you go through the program. Um, and the framework covers everything from strategy to marketing, to development, to launch and scale up, right? So thank you, David. And I would, you know, I'm sure the participants who would be enrolling into the program uh, very soon would look forward to interacting more with you and with a lot of other industry experts and understanding, learning from your wisdom and experience. Thank you so much on behalf of Wiley Next for being a part of this webinar. And I would also like to thank all the participants. Yes, yes. There's uh, four or five quick questions. Uh, sure, if sure. Have. If you would want to take them up, absolutely. Let me just go through them. Um, can as a person in sales move into product management? Absolutely. One of the key aspects, especially of a complex consultant salesperson, is to understand very clearly what the customer wants to do and then translate the products of value proposition in terms of the sales pitch and the proposal back to the customer. That's precisely what a product manager does. And in fact, one of the attendees today I noticed is uh, Dean Stewart. He's one of my former clients. He was uh, the VP of product management at Diebold, which makes uh, automatic uh, telemachines, which probably single-handedly uh, contributed to computer literacy around the world. And if you walk up to a machine and you refuse to learn how to use it, uh, you don't get any money out of it. So that's why people, a lot of people lost their fear of computers in the uh, early uh, 1970s. Dean transitioned from that role into sales. And I've seen many salespeople, especially sales support engineers, transition into the role of product management. Uh, another question is, um, I'm a senior data scientist. How will this course help me? Well, you'll be an expert into the, in the data, the big data, the data analytics area. And this course will completely round you out in order to be a product manager. And you'll probably then seek an opportunity for yourself as a product manager with those that are dealing a lot with data. Uh, companies like that, of course, are Facebook, uh, Google. A uh, company I uh, helped get started and did a $15 million sale on to Sears is a company called Rich Relevance, which is a bunch of guys out of Amazon, and they did Amazon quality personalized recommendations for e-commerce sites. So those, and they had a data scientist uh, on the staff. Uh, so, yeah, having that as a firm core technical background added to by the uh, curriculum uh, will enable you to expand your career. And to emphasize the point that Deborah made earlier, every single president of Procter & Gamble since 1932 has come out of brand management or product management. And if you look around Silicon Valley, many of the entrepreneurs and many of the presidents and CEOs of companies were formerly product managers. So if you want a career path that takes you right to the top of any major company in the world and or takes you uh, to the ability to start your own company and raise some venture capital, product management or product success management is the place to start. I think there was also a question around the, you know, the competencies and the skills. You mentioned 130 competencies um, around uh, for, uh, you know, that product managers need to have. So is there a deck about around that? So I just want to share my screen and show you these are some of the competencies that, you know, David constantly talks about. But having said that, the, uh, you know, the, these are subsets of multiple competencies. And once you are a part of the program, you'll be able to know more about that. Yeah, David, I if talk, you want to add. 
I talk about what uh, Deborah is showing on the screen in a couple of blog posts on uh, my website in more detail. And then if you want really specific descriptions of all 130 of them, pick up a copy of the Wiley book, uh, Successful Product Design and Management Toolkit. And it has a whole chapter in there. And I go into great depth on every single one of these, plus the other additional ones that are part of the 130 that I've identified. Right. And before we close, just to let you know that the IIML Wiley program is an online program, but in regular scenarios, we would have two immersions as a part of the program at the beginning and at the end where you will be going to the IIML campus. But right now, uh, depending on what the situation is, we'll divide, decide you know, whether you should be in campus uh, immersions or not. So with that, I would like to kind of close the session today. Once again, David, thanks a lot for joining us. And we look forward to learning more from you. And I also want to thank all of you for participating in this webinar. And do visit our website to learn more about the program. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me.